Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody else, because I don't really have mean things to say. Welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Podcast, and Repeat, episode 64 of ESPR. And I'm your host for the uh, for this week's episode. My name is uh, Dave Taylor, joined by Savannah. Hi, what's out, up? Hanging for Sean this weekend, and uh, we have a lot of things to go over. Uh, first of all, thanks for finding us either on SoundCloud or uh, Twitter or iTunes or uh, on our websites, fm99.com or 1069thefox.com. And we appreciate that. And give us the uh, the five-star reviews. Give us the Dave Meltzer five stars. All types of reviews. Yes. Um, the positive ones would ones we appreciate the most. But if you want to go the other way, that's fine. We'll just become heels one day. Criti- <laughs> Criticism <laughs> is what I do best. Yes. <laughs> that's know, why so, we're here. Yeah. As soon as the mics go off, she's like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> Um, and we appreciate the emails. We'll have emails later in the show. We'll go to uh, ESPR at FM99.com. And we'll, uh, we got, uh, we're going to be talking about All In and Just Mo, which is happening this weekend. A very big weekend in wrestling. Um, one that, I mean, a lot of eyes are going to be on for, for obvious reasons, but the fact that this sold out so quickly, uh, we, you know, we'll talk about the history yeah. of that, uh, which I think is a good thing for wrestling. And um, we'll get into that. Uh, but first, we will get into the news. And for you gamers out there, uh, there is the uh, new version of uh, WWE 2K19, and the roster has been revealed for this. And uh, this is kind of cool because um, the, so far they've announced 75 that are confirmed. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a that's lot. A, that is a lot. Got You got your choice. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about this is you got some NXT wrestlers like Adam Cole. Really? Is in this. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, but it, you know, it, you don't see that a whole lot. No, I, I mean some of the versions I had. Somebody, Kari Sane is in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you got guys in the lower end as well because you got uh, you know the Ascension is in here. Tyler Breeze is in there. Fandango, so you know, but it, Rhino is in there. Uh, you know, the guys from um, you know the Authors of Pain and all that, and of course, you know, and, and you know AJ Styles on the cover already, and then um, you know Daniel Bryan is the focus, the reintroduced at uh, reintroduced two K. Mm-hmm. showcase so that which is pretty cool too and then they got some other pre-order bonus offerings with uh, ronda rousey and ray mysterio so i mean you got your usual guys in there you know i mean no way is a is in there too but uh, so pretty much anybody who's on the card is on there although no james ellsworth so sorry <laughs> he's not there they should have like a jobber section where like if you just want to practice like squash matches like they should just have guys like like yeah. him or um and the other guy they brought back a couple of times that um, he was a, he was a part of ECW like ten years ago, and I, I can't think of his name. And then they brought him back, and then um, he would get like crushed. And then he'd be great for two hundred five live. But there was an episode where he got like beat up in two hundred five live, and and he's in the back when the like, James Altworth is there, and they kind of look at each other. It was just like now I got to look up that name. <laughs> so and who that was? Uh, he he had a feud with like Tommy Dreamer. But I don't, I don't. He's not like Corbin, but I I, I can't think of his name. Um, yeah, I can't figure that it one. out. That guy. He feuded <laughs> with Tommy Dreamer, and if then, you know uh, it, tweet us. Yes. Yeah, because I can't think of it right now. Colin Delaney. That's what it there is. There you I, go. I did now. I remembered. Yeah. See, they need like a job or like like the Brooklyn Brawler of like the old days and stuff. Put them in the video game. Have you played any of the video games? I played like when I was a lot younger. I don't really game that much now unless I'm on the computer. So I, I don't do a lot of whole like the Madden and all the craziness. Like I, I'm not a huge, like I like, I'm not into that kind of gaming, mm-hmm. but Alex loves it. My fiance, he loves it. He's all about some Madden and some gaming and some sports and Ooh, whatnot. You could be Aleister Black in this game too. Okay, now that's tempting. <laughs> I have a couple of the wrestling games. I had like the one for like the the first PlayStation, and it wasn't bad because you had you had like the Royal Rumble. Although like the technology wasn't there yet because you could only have like four guys in the ring at the time. So if you threw somebody out, somebody would come out in ten seconds, but the game would pause for oh. like when the new wrestler would come out. And this was like you know two thousand. So mm-hmm. you know we were a ways away from you know having it now where the game doesn't stop when somebody new comes out. But it was a lot easier in that game to throw people over the, like the top rope. I had like one of the other games, and like I, I had a hard time throwing people out. Really? And it was like frustrating. And it's just <laughs> like you know, and like one part of the series was like you, you know you have to win the Royal Rumble to like you know get the match at WrestleMania. Yeah. And what would happen is do it. <laughs> if you if you didn't win the match, like Vince McMahon would come out and restart the match. 
and I forget what game. I think that's like for the 2006 like SmackDown versus Raw game or something. Uh-huh. And um, so I couldn't win the Rumble. It took me like 20 tries, and eventually I won it. And then you know you go to WrestleMania, and then, yeah, you know something happens or whatever. And there's these different storylines, which I I kind of appreciate that too, because you could always have like fun with that. Mm-hmm. And you know I always try to pick like I think I was like JBL. Or something, because I was just trying to find somebody that was like different. It wasn't gonna be like the best guy in the, in the card or whatever yeah. else, you know. And I think I tried like Christian like the second time around, and then I just couldn't win anything. <laughs> 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 no offense, I like him, but you know, we we interviewed Seth Rollins last year because he was a big part of the previous video game mm-hmm. and stuff, you know. So we kind of joked about that, like you know, like do you play yourself in the game or are you somebody else? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, of course I'm himself. And at the time we're like, well, okay, are you like, who are you wrestling in the back? Are you beating up like Brock Lesnar? Are you beating up Enzo Amore? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how many guys like, I'm just going to beat up Enzo Amore and then just <laughs> <laughs> be that guy or something. Well, Bobby Fish is in the game too, you know. And of course, like Mickey James and of course Alexa and Sasha mm-hmm. and Bailey and all that stuff. So it'd be cool. And I wonder if, like, if they'll reintroduce, like, you know, like, mixed tag matches, you know, because they had the big tournament earlier this year, and they've been kind of doing that more lately. They haven't done it in a long time, and then, they, you know, they brought it back this year, you know, and then they got Lana and Rusev have been teaming uh-huh. up, and, and uh, you they know. Bringing back, they've been bringing back a lot of different stuff this year. Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah. The, the Bellas and, you know, with the whole Miz and Maurice and, and all that stuff. So that's what we have for uh, for news with the video games. And uh, so, uh, by the way, that uh, game coming out on October 9th. There you oh, go. that is so. So just, uh, just over a month from now. There we go. All right, uh, let's get into the uh, TV shows in just a moment here. Uh, let's start with Raw this week. And, and I thought Raw was an okay show, not great. Mm-hmm. Um, they did something very interesting happen because I thought the week before, it's like, oh, the Shield's going to be the heels. But then this week, they're not. Yeah. They they totally confirmed that. I mean, now, it didn't seem that way at first because uh, you know you had the Braun Strowman, you know, agreeing with the Roman Reigns to cash in his money to bank contract. Mm-hmm. And I have an odd prediction with this. Oh boy! And I'm predicting this now. Yeah. Okay, because General Manager, Acting GM Baron Corbin defeated like Finn Balor. You know, but first he made it like you know right. it's a no DQ match, all this stuff. Yeah. You know, and then he beats up Finn and wins. Which. I was so ready for that to be over, and it's not over. I just want it to be over. It, it would have made sense because I, I figured, like, do this on another wrestler that yeah. we don't care as much about. But, you know, but obviously you're doing it to a popular wrestler, so he's going to generate generate more heat. And I get that because people are, well, okay, now I hate him more. Yeah. Braun Strowman gave Baron Corbin the briefcase. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and the segment backstage. So this is my prediction is that, you know, okay, Braun has the match because he agreed to fight. But I got a feeling that, like, and this may just be a completely off field, is that Baron Corbett's like, well, I'm in possession of the briefcase. And since I'm the acting GM, that I'm going to cash in at, you know, like maybe during the match or in the match hmm. or after the match or whatever else. And that way, say if he gets pinned, then it doesn't screw Roman and it doesn't screw Braun, depending on who wins. I mean, they get screwed, but they don't get pinned and they're protected, yeah. if you will. Like, he's going to insert himself into the match. That's just my left. Field prediction way okay. out there, but we'll uh, but just the way that was handled, and and you know, and the fact that Corbin I mean, it makes sense. Corbin was a money in the bank winner in the past, mm-hmm. and he you know he he cashed in and lost to Jinder Mahal in like ten seconds, like, yeah. in a really embarrassing way. It's so, really it was a good time. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Yeah, so we had that. Uh, Dana Brooke like wrestled her like first match in like I think like almost all year and lost uh-huh. to Sasha Banks. Uh, Seth Rollins fought Kevin Owens in a really good match. Mm-hmm. Owens lost. He, he quits, which is going to set up something um, yeah. down the road, which is weird because he was booked for the Australian Supercard, which is coming up in October. So who knows? Yeah. The, uh, does this mean the return of Chris Jericho or something? I don't know. Uh, the Revival defeating uh, the Tag Team Champions, the B Team in the nine title match, which now they get a rematch on Monday because mm-hmm. they trade wins because, you know, that's what we do in the WWE. <laughs> um, a segment I really didn't like. Um, I was happy because they were in Toronto, and uh, but Elias coming out, and then Trish Stratus coming out. Yeah. But I didn't like. I, I just felt like I, mean, I get it. Okay, you, you know Elias is getting the heat and everything, but I just didn't like the segment and just him talking with with Trish and like, hey, it's a brawl and panties match, or we do this or whatever. It just I just felt like it was disrespectful at this point where like we should be like moved on from that with yeah, like, what the women's like, division used to be. We're about to have evolution yeah. and you're talking about a bra and panties match like 
it's 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 a little overplayed and not where we are as just with the female wrestlers in general they're wrestlers they're not divas anymore you yeah. know yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't like the segment. I mean, I, I did. Alexa did come out. And they had the match. You know, Natalia and, and Alicia Fox mm-hmm. and stuff. And then um, you know, the Bella Twins revealed they're going to be back in action next week. And they're going to be taking on the Riot Squad. I'm actually really. I. I it's, it's a shame because we know how that match is going to go. Yep. Um, but you know, if they if they use like twin magic or whatever, although nowadays, I mean, you, you know, they definitely look different, like a little bit in the face and uh-huh. a little bit in the body and stuff, but. Uh, you know, kids, um, kids will do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but but they, um, yeah. So they're gonna probably Ruby probably won't be in the match. Probably the other two, but um, uh-huh. that's that's my pick in that. Um, the poor ascension got destroyed by Bobby Lashley. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Jinder Mahal had a pretty decent match. And then here we go: Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman taking on Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and all signs now pointing to a Braun Strowman heel turn. Because, uh, you know, they kind of laid out Roman Reigns, and then he's now teaming up or, you know, raised the hand with Ziggler and McIntyre, and then you take out the other guys in the shield, and mm-hmm. there you are. Yep. So now he's a heel, allegedly, because I guess it's like, well, how do we make people boo this guy? Because, right. you know, to make him cheer for Roman Reigns. It's it's weird because it completely changes his character mm-hmm. in the way that, like, like, at the beginning of the show, it's like, you know, I'm going to fight you one-on-one or whatever else. And I get it because he complained about – I mean, unless it's just his way of saying, well, look, if you're going to have the shield with you, I'm going to have these guys with me. Yeah. You know, but it's weird that, like, Dolph and, and Drew are the kind of guys that, you know, it's not like they seem like lone wolves, but, like, really don't need that. Mm-hmm. But they're, obviously, they're feuding with the shield, so, I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. <laughs> that whole, I think it, I don't want him to be a heel, because I do like, I like him, just in general. I think he's a good wrestler. I think the way that he presents himself is very strong, and you, like, know it's him when he walks in a room, you know? So I wish they wouldn't do that, and I hope that it just sets him up for being like, hey, I got these people, you know? I don't I don't want him to be a heel. I don't want it. I, I think part of it, and I think we talked about this in the past, it's almost like he needs, like, not character rehab, but they do make him seem dumb. Yeah, that's true. At, at times. We have talked about that before. You know, where it's just like, oh, I got to team up with these guys. And just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, so SmackDown, I thought was a much better show this week. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun with the New Day coming out and mm-hmm. the Booker T doing the whole, you know, five time, you know, welcome to the five timers club. You know, and then the Spinneroonies at the end and whatever the heck Big E was doing. <laughs> um, the long awaited return of the Colognes. I couldn't believe it. You know, taking on the bar and uh, Gallus and Anderson and the mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the match. I'm that, just excited that the bar is back. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it, so here, here's it's like, hey, we got three teams we need to put in the match, and because we need another tournament for number one contender. Now that we you know the Bludgeon Brothers are mm-hmm. on the shelf for a while, so there was that. Uh, Jeff Hardy challenged Randy Orton to Hell in a Cell match, and I'm wondering that- with this is um because yeah, Bray Wyatt obviously is kind of um, with Matt Hardy pretty much being done yeah. unofficially. Yeah. Um, does this like maybe Bray comes to SmackDown and maybe the whole broken thing kind of continues with these guys this way? Maybe because Randy had a feud with Bray before uh-huh. that was terrible, but maybe this refreshes it. I don't know. Um, Naomi lost again to Billy Kay this time. What's new? Was not a great match. Nope. Uh, Andras Yen Almas and uh, Selena Vega uh, had the confrontation with uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie mm-hmm. Bella, which led to a match. And stuff, and I thought it was weird because um, it seemed like Elmas was in the crossface, um, like for it seemed like forever. That like pretty much everybody else when when Daniel Bryan puts that move on, like they tap out, and it seemed like he was in that hold for a very long time. Yeah, but like never tapped out, like with the ref like paying attention or whatever, whatever else. So that it, that that kind of gave me like a thumbs down for that segment. I wasn't crazy about that. I mean, it does continue to feud with the Miz or whatever, but it just felt like that just. Um, it didn't help Daniel Bryan in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Samoa Joe segment. I have so many feelings that I can't make words for because of this segment. Did it wear you out or was, uh, was it good? I thought it was good. I thought it was very well executed, I guess is the word I will use. It was very, it was, yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> What I what I find weird I, about this segment, yeah, 
was I mean, well, the phone call I thought was well played. Yes, agreed. That was great. But he's like, oh, we're coming to the barbecue. So like, who who has a barbecue on Tuesday after like? <laughs> I do. The day after Labor the Day. The day after Labor Day, I'm like, let's party. <laughs> Even though I have to work, let's go. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, that, to, you know, throw logic at, like, it would have made sense if it was like, over the weekend, like, this happened, and then, and then, like, you know, they could tease it all weekend. Like, yeah. say, you know, on Sunday to put this up, you know, AJ Styles' family had a party, Samoa Joe was there, you know, like, you won't believe what happened, yeah. and, like, we're, you know, we we're trying to get footage or whatever. You know, don't make it, you know, don't make it like the WWE cameras are there. Make it like, you know, this cell phone footage, you yeah. know, when they have that, oh, somebody gets attacked backstage and somebody just happened to have their camera there. It just kind of make it look like it just got out of hand. Which, I don't know, maybe they made it for Tuesday because they didn't want to take anything away from the whole Labor Day holiday type thing. Which Well, it's because but... SmackDown being on Tuesday. So, well, I guess we'll do this next yeah. Tuesday. You know, it's like, yeah, because, you know, AJ's wife is going to have a barbecue on Tuesday, you know, when AJ's out of town. They, they should have just done the segment, say this happened over the weekend, and then they just was like, oh, my God, like, we got we got reports. This happened over the weekend. Yeah. And, you know, and we'll, we'll share the footage on Tuesday. Yeah. Or maybe they share a clip. Kind of, kind of like, mm-hmm. um, you know, XT, like if somebody gets attacked and it's like, oh, there's more footage. And they're trying to figure out who attacked who. And, you know, they get it done this way and just say, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, Samoa Joe with AJ Styles house. And this happened. We got the footage. Yeah, that would have that would have that would have just made it look better, I think. Yeah. So now we're going to have some like weird set thing or whatever else. Yep. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Carmella, and the face, which though they wanted her to be a heel, uh, Becky came out and beat up Charlotte Flair and cut a really good promo, <laughs> <laughs> and got cheered for it. Yep, it's really weird with like her and I guess uh, Braun's going heel. Like, I I don't know if like is it, if the WWE just never paid attention to like how we we talked about this before SummerSlam, mm-hmm. how like Becky is organically over. Yep. Just for whatever reason, uh, people love her. And there's lots of reasons to love her. Just, mm-hmm. just her character. You know, even though she loses a lot, um, you know, she's a great wrestler. She's very charismatic. Yes. And 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 we just, you know, the one thing we talked about is like she's, you know, will we'll turn heel, if you will. I'm going to put quotations up. But the crowd's still going to like her. And that's still happening. That's, yep. So I, I, don't, I don't know how you change that, it, it, which is really weird because you think about it with, with Charlotte winning. Okay, Charlotte sneaks into the match. Mm-hmm. Charlotte wins the match. But the mm-hmm. way she snuck in, it's almost like it, that's the heel move. It's, yeah. like, it's like, you know, Becky's mad. Yeah, yeah, but why is Becky the heel, you know, in this situation? Well, and it almost seems like they're trying to make Charlotte look like, like they're trying to make it look like they're both going, like, because apparently they're in, like, this huge fight right now. Because they used to be best friends and now they're yeah. not, and I feel like it's just Sasha Banks and <laughs> no, Bailey. Well, not not with the way they're attacking each other because they have a match at Hell in the Cell, mm-hmm. and, and I, I got a feeling it will, you know, it probably will not have a clean ending of some sort because you know because oh Becky's desperate because she can't win, so she gets DQ'd or something, and then they have to yeah. settle it like another way. I figured they're going to give Charlotte at least a little bit of a long reign here mm-hmm. for a while before you know maybe Becky eventually gets the title back. I, it, it's just weird how, like, they don't pay attention to, like, did they not hear, like, the boos? Want, like, and I get it because, okay, we're going to, you know, they're going to do this anyway, but they did not get the boos when Charlotte won the title and everybody was, like, booing. And they, well, they cheered, they popped for the finish. Yeah. But then they started booing and then they booed more for the hug. Yeah. And then when Becky attacked her, place went ballistic. I oh, mean, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, saw, you know, the yes chance and everything else going on, and Becky chance. And so I, I don't know how, how you change that. I mean, unless they change something. Yeah, unless, it has to be a very drastic turn. What the like? What she needs to do, I, I guess, and I, and I'm trying to think. And unfortunately, where they are right now, I mean, you have Naomi who's battling the Iconics, and I don't know where Oscar is. Who knows? Um, like she needs to like you know beat up another fan favorite or something that people yeah. are going to get mad that she did this. You know, because yeah. Charlotte, people like her as a heel, and not so much as a face. She just comes across better. I don't know. That was SmackDown. I still thought a better show this week. Uh, 205 Live, uh, not much. You have, like, Buddy Murphy wrestling a match uh, against Kalisto. Um, I mean, it's, I don't need to tell you who won there because I think you know. And uh, uh, Tawaza and Brian Kendricks uh, followed the match. Uh, Mustafa Ali came back um, and uh, kind of surprised, if you will, day at Tommy mm-hmm. and, and the segment and stuff. So and Tommy making a much better heel in the face. And the NXT this week. Uh, Velveteen Dream, uh, kind of now going to be feuding with Johnny Gargano. 
And uh, Dakota Kai wrestled Lars Sullivan, uh, beat up uh, Roland Mendoza backstage. And then um, Keith Lee and uh, – actually, and he also went after EC3 backstage too. And Adam Cole and Roderick Strong uh, defeated uh, Ricochet and Pete Dunne, which matched it uh, worth uh, checking out over the weekend and stuff. The War Raiders uh, got involved in that too. So – so the tag team scene is uh, heating up quite a bit. It's it does pretty good in NXT. I mean, they got mm-hmm. some good ones. You know, I I I st- like I, I'm the worst guy when it comes to takeover. I, I do what I can with NXT, and um, it's just a different style for me. I don't mean, in, in a bad way, but it's but you know, if you're into that more, you're gonna probably appreciate the all in this weekend. But getting through the tag match, and there's just so many moments. We're like, oh, the match is over, and then it's not, and yeah. then it's not, and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So. It's it's very it's less direct and to the point than, yeah. Now the storylines I think are great. Now they have the benefit because they could tape, you know, basically a month out, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and then so it gives them time to edit segments, and then they're not really going to the commercial, and then they could do you know vignettes on these mm-hmm. other wrestlers who aren't on this week, but hey, so and so had a workout, or this happened, or here's this segment. And then, so that way, you know, everything flows. And mm-hmm. then they still get the guys on that they want on TV. But that, that's how, like, it was back in the day when, you know, Wrestling Challenge or Superstars of Wrestling was taped. You know, they would tape, you know, three weeks, four weeks at, at a time. But then you would fill it up with, like, backstage segments. You know, yeah. oh, hey, uh, the Hulkster got attacked, at, you know, in this segment's uh, the first week. And then we're going to come back the next week and he's going to cut a big promo. But it's not going to, it's going to be in the studio. Mm-hmm. So that way, because you can fill it up with whatever. Then the next week, you know, maybe it's Earthquake cutting a promo. So it just goes back and forth. Yeah. You know, but you're still keeping him on. Hulk didn't need to wrestle on TV back then because you wanted the pay-per-views or you wanted the house shows mm-hmm. that have the big gates. Yeah. So that's what they kind of have here. So those were the TV shows this week. And in just a moment, we'll talk about 205 Live. Not 205 Live. Ah! <laughs> All right. Those were the TV shows this week. And uh, coming up, we'll talk about All In. Greetings, wrestling fans. This is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting DaveDynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. All right, and we're back. And 205 Live happening this weekend. And there's a question posted on our Facebook page earlier today, which is ESPR 99 is where you can find us. And uh, just, you know, ask what your thoughts were. We'd be watching. And uh, a lot of guys, uh, Mark and Corey, are saying, like, yes, like, hells yeah, we're watching that. Or, like, absolutely, Corey already bought the pay-per-view. And uh, <laughs> so that's going on tonight. And uh, they are having the, the pre-show mm-hmm. on WGN, which I think is big. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, because sometimes we do dog, you know, the, the, the pre-show for the WWE. But, you know, if you're a casual fan and, and now, now other than WrestleMania, it's not always on television. You can watch it live on YouTube or whatever. And it's like, OK, you know what? I'm convinced I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that. I'm going to get that show. Yeah. So that's what's going on at 205 Live. Now, the history of this show, this was something that. Uh, did, you, did you mean all in? You know, that uh, that you came back. I just, I, again, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, the history of All In. I'm stuck at 205 Live. I don't know why. All right, All In. There we go. One more time. All, All In. in. <laughs> Say it as a class. <laughs> yes. Uh, taking place in Chicago. Now, this was something that they announced a long time ago. And in fact, this is the first non-WWE event or WCW event to sell more than 10,000 tickets there since 1993. Yeah, it's completely sold out, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, or late last year, you know, there's talks about uh, doing an event uh, you know, Dave Meltzer said that, you know, like, there's no way ROH can sell 10,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, Cody, Cody Rhodes took that as a challenge. And then, you know, they figured out that um, on January 10th, they announced that the show's going to take place on September 1st. And they announced, you know, where and everything. So tickets went on sale back in May 13th mm-hmm. and sold out less than 30 minutes. And all we knew is one match for the card. Yeah. Which is amazing, you know, because now there's times where you're like, you know, the WWE puts your yeah, pay-per-views on sale, you know, long out and stuff. And, and WrestleMania, you know, eventually does sell out. And, and those sell a lot of tickets. Yeah. You know, but this, on the, and I'll call this on the independent side, is huge. Yeah. It's huge to sell out that many tickets for a show. 
and, and not knowing, who, you know, other than you know Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks involved. And then now you got uh, Kenny Omega on the card. You got uh, Brandy Rhodes. And, uh, you know, you got uh, Tessa Blanchard, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite the card on that. So uh, tickets, yeah, on sale, selling out less than 30 minutes. And it's going to be uh, quite a big event tonight. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people are excited about it. And it's been all over my, my Twitters and my Facebooks. And I know it's going to be a big thing, and I can't wait to see how it goes. I hope it goes really well. I, I hope so, too. And it's not like, you know, people who are, like, like dogging, like, WWE or whatever else. Like, WWE is number one. That's not going to change. No. You, you know, it's it, this is one show. And the WWE, you know, they run, you know, a minimum of 12 pay-per-views a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did a show in Saudi Arabia, yeah. crying out loud, in front of, you know, front of, you know, thousands of people there. Uh, WrestleMania, you know, draws, you know, 60, 70,000, depending on the venue. But I think this is cool to see because it shows a lot of like smaller independent wrestlers. Like WWE is not your only option. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, I think is really it, it does cool. have that. Cause I mean, the one thing like for an independent wrestler and it may be more grueling, but your schedule is definitely a lot lighter. Yeah. You know, where it, it does, you know, give you a, maybe a longer career, uh, as long as you're not, you know, doing like, um, you know, like Sabu moves are, you know, are, yeah. are too much like the Hardy brothers at the one time or another. But I always felt like, you know, cause these guys can kind of control their own schedule. That was like when WCW and WWE had their battles in the nineties and, and, you know, WCW was like, well, you know, they had different contracts, so mm-hmm. you don't have to work as many shows. Like, okay, you can work TV, but you don't have to work like the house show circuit all the time. I mean, it was moves like that. It eventually hurt them in a the long run because of how that company is done. Now in the independent scene, you know, you want to be at these shows, obviously, because this mm-hmm. is how you get seen. And nowadays, and the internet and everything else, and and they had a big, you know, weekend, uh, you know, yesterday with the CM Punk doing a signing. Yeah, being a part of that for uh, you know the first time in a while. I don't know how many times he had to deal with the question: When are you coming back to wrestle? When are you coming back to wrestle? I'm sure he got asked that by like every other guy. No. <laughs> That's what he said. He said no. But he did uh, throw out a nice tweet, yeah, he, uh, this earlier. Mm-hmm. So he says, I don't have the words properly expressed. How thankful I am to have seen, spent a small amount of time with, and listened to some moving stories from some great people today. Appreciate you all. Thanks for the smiles. Hashtag fans, friends, strangers, and same kids. It would be interesting. Well, one thing, because uh, the Colt Cabana mm-hmm. got a lawsuit against them, and Colt's on the card tonight. Mm-hmm. Is, is CM Punk going to be there, or is he just done with it? Maybe just avoiding the whole thing? Yeah. Or is he going to make some surprise appearance? And it's just the way to set up the next all-in event. Yeah, if if he shows up to this event, that's going to put this thing on the map for a while. Yeah. Which, yeah. it's selling out already is a milestone, but that would just, I think that would solidify what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And, and who knows if they have a second one planned, because obviously they got to get through the first one. It's the first mm-hmm. time doing it. You know, it took them yeah. to get through the first WrestleMania. And like the first WrestleMania... And the times have changed. I mean, you know, it was okay for what it was. You know, obviously it got now, better. Now it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's that potential with that. Ow. And uh, you kicking things over there. Um. Well, I don't. did you try to screw this back in? Because it just fell on me. I think I just set it there. Okay. We had a power issue earlier in the building, so I, I had to reset some things. And um, I, I think I left some things open, which you found. So we'll quickly run through the card. Got it. For, uh, for the all-in event. I didn't say 205 Live there. For the all-in event. So two shows on the pre-show you can see on WGN. They got the Briscoe Brothers taking SoCal Uncensored. And uh, it's hard to really make predictions on this because, you know, some of these guys are Ring of Honor guys. Some of these guys are independent guys. Some of these guys wrestle like in Japan or somewhere else. So we have that tonight. You got the Battle Royal, which the winner of this Battle Royal is, is going to fight Jay Lethal for the uh, – Ring of Honor World Championship. Okay. So you got uh, Jordi and Grace, you got Moose, Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, Brian Cage, Billy Gunn, who I don't see winning of this, Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, Brandon Cutler, Punishment Martinez, and Austin Gunn. So I'm going to go with uh, Punishment Martinez in that match. Uh, for just, just randomly. Um, and now, <laughs> uh, now you do have, and, and, and what, what I like about this is it, it has brought the NWA World title to prominence for the first time in years. Yeah. The last time, I mean, it was part of Impact Wrestling and TNA. And then before that, briefly, like in the WWF in the late 90s, which was not so well, it was just it was just a messy time mm-hmm. when the WWE was just throwing everything out there and some things worked and something that uh, didn't work. And that was one of them. Uh, and then, of course, it was a big part of, um, you know, before WCW, because mm-hmm. it was like, you know, like uh, at the NWA, but 
it, it, you know, then they finally branched off from that. But that was a big part of it. You know, World Championship Wrestling and the NWA title before they finally made their own belt. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, Ric Flair held a number of times. And Dusty Rhodes. So now Cody Rhodes... I think it, if it, I think he needs to win this match, like fighting uh, Nick Aldis uh, for the NWA World Title. I yeah. think cause if he doesn't, I mean, I'll say like, what was the point of this card? Yep. But I think you know, for what he's done, he's got to win this. He but has I, to. Yeah, yeah. So that that'll be my big prediction of over the card. You got uh, Kenny Omega wrestling uh, Pentagon Junior in the singles match. I just want Pentagon Junior to win. <laughs> Uh, you do get uh, a four-way match with Madison Rain, Britt uh, Baker, uh, Chelsea Green, Tessa Blanchard wrestling. Which I've seen Tessa Blanchard, like not in person, obviously, yeah. but like I've seen some of her stuff online. She's she's got it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, she's she, nuts. Yeah, she is uh, Tolly Brand, uh, Tolly Blanchard's daughter. Oh, okay. Uh, and Tolly was a uh, part of uh, the Four Horsemen, mm-hmm. and also in, in the WWF uh, was part of the Brainbusters with Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. They were a great team. Uh, you want to go watch some good matches, go go back to that era and and watch those guys. She did now was part of the May Young Classic last year, uh, but she hasn't uh, really spent a lot of time in the WWE. I mean, she did some, like, NXT stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a member of Andy, uh, Adam Rose's uh, entourage, the party entourage. You know, but just uh, for whatever reason, has not uh, just been a big part of that. So now she's yeah, fighting uh, you know, on the, uh, the four-way match. Uh, you got to Rey Mysterio fighting before he eventually comes back to the WWF, right? Uh, Fenex and uh, Bandino versus the Golden Elite. That's a six-man tag match. You got the Chicago Street fight with Hangman Page and Joey Janela, and then Kazukiya Odaka, I probably butchered that, I'm sorry, and Marty Skrull fighting in the singles match. So that is your card for the night. So you got uh, two matches in the pre-show, and you get eight total matches on the pay-per-view itself for all in. So I'm hoping for good things for this. I hope it works out. Me too. Uh, you know, and if you're one of those guys that's like, oh, look at, you know, that streams stuff illegally, like it, it drives me nuts. It's $9.99 for the network. You, you know, I'm going to say like, you know, you're, you're below money is something else where you can put money towards that if you're a wrestling fan. Like, you know, like, I need a code to watch this. It's like, it's 10 bucks, dude. I've never seen Dave so passionate about anything in my life. $39.99. So I, I'm looking so up to see how much the all in pay-per-view costs. And it's tricky because, you know, now, see, so. pay-per-view, crazy. and this is why the WWE it, it should be because yeah, when you had the um, WrestleManias that, you know, cost right, the $40 or $59 or $200. Yeah. I'm sorry. The reason was some of that was because the fees associated with it, that they they only got a certain percentage of that money. Every and month, so the when, network they get all of it pretty much. They get all of it, yeah. So they, they probably figured out of, uh, you know, when we have say the lesser shows, it gets two hundred thousand buys at you know twenty nine ninety nine, and it's like, but you know now we got a million subscribers, so okay, so we're getting that back and then yeah. some, and because I don't know at the twenty nine ninety nine, say they got you know maybe fourteen or fifteen dollars, so mm-hmm. so they figured out where the price break was of what they can get for per person, so you know plopping down ten dollars. So this pay per view. For all in will cost you forty dollars. So that's the uh, big show tonight. So, but quite a bit going on. So I hope it works out for them. And then, um, you know, they kind of made it like a big, big event with the star cast. With Jeff Jarrett was there, and uh, you know Eric Bischoff making an appearance, and uh, Bruce Pritchard and uh, Tony Schiavone there. So, so that way you get you know the older fans. It's like oh I remember these guys, and obviously the newer fans are in this. I just here's what I don't want to see at this event. Okay. I don't want to see forty super kicks in one match. Okay. I don't want to see that. I, I agree. I, I I I don't want to see that, and I, and I don't want to see. And, and this is um something that I, I probably complain about. I don't, I'm not talking about long intros, but just guys that are you know just oh the match is over. And then, oh, he kicks out. It's like, oh, you know, here's another fake. T- like, if you're in the opening match, just be a good match. I don't need 22 counts in yeah. the match. Just be, I mean, unless it's like some big drama or something. Just be a, like, generally good match. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. We just don't need that. But I also don't want to see what the WWE did at SummerSlam. I don't need three squash matches either. Yes. Yeah, because I, I just felt like like one of those made sense, but the other two did not. And I was just like, okay, well, there's one way to get down to four minutes or four hours is just do that. So all in, hopefully, whatever you got planned for tonight. Make it good. Yeah. Excited to see what's going on. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got that. Uh, Let's get into some of the emails here this week. And again, you can always email us ESPR at F99.com. So uh, share your thoughts and all in once uh, you know you watch the show this weekend. 
and let us know what you think. Uh, we, uh, Sean and I, uh, we're, we're planning to to review that show on Tuesday and stuff. And uh, so we got the emails here from uh, Jeffrey D. Who always writes long emails. Jeffrey, I'll do everything they can to read the important parts of this. Uh, he did ask about the promo bucket of shame, and uh, which was something we used to do. The promo bucket of shame. Yes, yes. I'm going to be in the promo bucket no, of shame. No, 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 no. What, no, what this is, what, what this was, was when we make our predictions for pay-per-views. Okay. Whoever got the most wrong would have to cut a promo. And we had two buckets. The, one of the buckets was the voice of, like, the person you would imitate. Oh, and boy. And then the second one was the subject. Oh, well, we need to bring that back. So, well, somebody cleaned off this. I'm not going to name names. And, and those buckets disappeared. Oh, no. Were they just like little sand buckets? Yeah. I will bring them in. Yeah. Dollar but, Tree. Well, well, we had the buckets. That's not the. It's the work of writing uh, the names yeah. and the topics down. So, so that went away. So, um, we'll see if we bring that back. Uh, all right. Jeffrey says that he didn't. You know, he understands why Sean didn't like SummerSlam that much. Sean did not. Really? If, if you want to go back and listen to our review of SummerSlam, like I, I, I remember that. I, 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 I like some of the shows. Sean did not like the I show. I heard that. So I, I remember that. Uh, but he, but he did. Uh, Jeffrey did right. I think the way they booked Brock versus Roman thing perfectly went in a feud. No one wanted uh, with a finish that everyone actually liked because you mm-hmm. did get it. Because when Braun Strowman came out, you're like, oh, okay, I now care. Yeah. Because if they're just gonna wrestle, everybody's gonna head to the exits. Yep. And that. That was played very well. And uh, he says that we're doing a preview for Evolution. Yes, we will. Hopefully, a review show the same week as well. And he says, now that Rowan is out, does that mean Eric is coming back? Ha, ha, ha. Eric used to do the show. Yes, I remember. And he looks a lot like uh, Eric Rowan, <laughs> um, but I don't expect him coming back. All right, uh, Corey writes in, uh, did this turn Braun Strowman heel? And I, I, think, I think at this point, he's a heel. Do you think he's a heel now? He's teaming yeah, up with Ziggler and, and McIntyre. Uh, besides, his true strategy coming out, he thought most of Raw is pretty unforgettable. I know Kale didn't really quit, but interesting to see where to go from here. Uh, he did like uh, SmackDown shenanigans for the New Day and King Booker. It was a great segment. I mean, yeah, it was stupid at times, but it was funny. Most SmackDown was good. Everything with uh, Dana Bryan almost and The Miz, the WWE Championship, and the Women's Championship. I just love <laughs> I just love how WWE turned super babyface heel and the fans cheer more than ever and boo Charlotte. NXT was the best thing on TV. Excited to see Keith Lee in a proper feud. And the War Raiders, they go against On the Speed, which that was like the end segment mm-hmm. of NXT, if you missed that this week so so there was some good stuff I, I did enjoy smackdown smackdown it was weird because there was a time and i think it's like last year where it just wasn't good yeah and and, and lately usually it, my views are different where i like raw better than smackdown but this week it was very different and it, it was just good and, and smackdown has been a better show I, I don't know what's changed on there i don't know if it maybe because like say like Samoa joe is back you know and he's got the angle you know, which is what I like too, because he's not wrestling a lot, so it keeps like his style. I agree. Um, you know, a fresher of, of TV. You know, you get Daniel Bryan. You know, wrestling now. Um, a whole lot of good. There's yeah. a whole lot of good going on. Yeah. You know. Um, and then then you had the tag match next week because Rusev and Aiden English are teaming back up. So I guess that's all good again. Yay. <sighs> you know, I well, I liked it, <laughs> and, and then they, like they teased the breakup, and I you know, it's almost like. Like they do this with like all the factions, Sasha and Baylor. Hey, what's tease a breakup? And then they work it out. Yeah. Rusev in in English. Hey, what's you know Rusev Day is over, but what's this you know kind of bring it down a little bit because we didn't expect it to be this big and have these guys team up because really as a sing you know poor Aiden English. I don't mean it's a bad way, but you know without Rusev Day he doesn't really have anything going on. Yeah. You know you know and I liked and I liked the Vault Villains I, when they came out. They were a great team mm-hmm. and uh, and it just. Like, that just didn't work out. Like, I thought, like, that was a team that needed, needed vignettes to get over. Like, they didn't need the Russell. They needed to come out and, you know, do, like, the, you know, like, uh, you know, hey, we're the strong man. Like, almost like yeah. 1930, like, kind of, like, not like comedy stuff. Because, you know, maybe, maybe you know, maybe they'd be better at it now. Because once, because Aiden has developed his character. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, you know, that was always, like, the frustrating thing when it's just, you know, they had the horrible feud with the New Day. And I think that it was, like. The, the end. The, yeah, the end. Because the new day is just way <laughs> too liked. But the segment was just really bad with the time machine and stuff. It was just, it was bad, and I felt bad because it's just like for the vaude villains. But man, it was it was that gimmick had so much great potential. But maybe it's just me where there's certain gimmicks that I like that I always kind of feel like either doesn't need like a face if or heel change. It doesn't have change. a long intro. Dave likes it. <laughs> <laughs> like the original Doink the Clown, back in the day, mm-hmm. like he was a heel. Doink was a heel and one of the I thought an outstanding heel. 
And then they made him a face. Oh, they made him kid friendly. And it just ruined the gimmick. Killed it. Okay. But like back, go to the- It's a clown. I still wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well, that's what I want though. You're supposed to hate the clown, but like have it be a heel, I'll not hate a the good clown. guy. I don't care if it's a good guy. I'll hate the clown. You know, WrestleMania 9, which is one of the worst WrestleManias, but there's a match between Doink the Clown and Crush. And, and then the rough gets knocked out mm-hmm. and a second Doink comes out. And so, so which made it even better because they did the whole like Marx Brothers stick, which was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then you had like two of them. So now it's like, it was like twin magic before there was twin magic. Wow. Cause they'd have a match and say like, you know, that Doink would go under the ring and then a fresher Doink would come out and yeah. you know, all that would happen and stuff. And then they, they said, all right, that's enough of that. We're going to make him a good guy. And then you're going to run around with, uh, with, uh, you know, with the, Short person and then uh, named Dink. So that doesn't sound nearly as fun. No, they ruined it. Yep. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. It. Do not. One of the worst. Two bad Survivor Series matches involves his character. One he was even in. Wow. Because they had Men on the Mission and the Bushwhackers dress up as clowns, taking on um, Bam Bam Bigelow, Bastion Booger, and the Head Drinkers. That was bad. And then they had. <laughs> Jerry Lawler and his King's Court mm-hmm. of of little people taking on Doink and, and it was like Dink Dank and whatever, whatever. I don't know Who Dunk cares? or something yeah <laughs> against Cheesy Wheezy and Sleazy so those those were yeah it was just bad <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so see, when I go old school the, the, you know and I'm bringing back some stuff you have not you, obviously watched this on the well, network no and haven't i'm sorry but <laughs> just you i like that you get so passionate about it because the way you just look at me you're so serious how, and i don't know how you're serious saying those names of all of them let me just double check to make sure it was cheesy wheezy and sleazy but i mean cheesy and wheezy definitely uh God, what's her i mean if the name isn't it? sleazy then i'm i mean i'm out that was the name for me man all right let me go see if it was like what survivor series it was so I want to say it was like, um, it wasn't 93 because that was the one where Owen Hart, uh, was Jerry Lyle had to not be in that pay-per-view for a couple of reasons, for some legal reasons. So it was, um, yep, the Royal Family. This is Survivor Series 1994. Yeah, Cheesy, Queasy, and Sleazy. So not Wheezy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have been Wheezy, but that's Sleazy. Defeated Clowns Are Us, Dink the Clown, Doink the Clown, Pink the Clown, I'm and sorry. Wink the Clown. Did you say Clowns Are Us? That's the name of the team. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> this was 1994. They've come a long way since then. I was like, that should never be anything ever. Yeah. If Clowns Are Us was a thing, I'd leave. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was that was a bad, uh, bad event. And then 1993 Survivor Series, that was the uh, Doink team. Uh, but he didn't wrestle, but it was the Bushwhackers and Men on the yeah. Mission the, yeah, defeating those guys. Got Just, it. Probably some of, the, some of the worst Survivor Series matches you'll ever see. I, I don't know which one's worse because they both stunk. <laughs> yeah. That, it, which is really weird because like Jim Cornette on this podcast, he talks about – and that pay-per-view. Now, this is the event that they held like on the East Coast. This was in Boston. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was something called Smoky Mountain Wrestling, yeah. which Jim Cornette was a big part of. And they had the Heavenly Bodies, which is a team he managed, fighting the Rock and Roll Express. And this was in Boston. So you had guys that were big in the South wrestling a pay-per-view in, in Boston. Boston to watch the crowd, which just the whole match was dead. Because it just it was teams they didn't know. Yeah. And you're also in Boston. Completely different style of wrestling. Yeah. And he said, so we have that match. And then the next match is, you know, the clowns and the place goes nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and that match was like one of the worst matches ever so <laughs> it was bad an 11 minute match that was about 11 minutes too long wow. so there you go off on the tangent but that's what happens I watched way too much wrestling back then and remember all this way too well except yes. for this sleazy he, wheezy part he hasn't really looked anything up <laughs> at all which is great but also terrifying yeah what well, like, yeah, because there's because there's certain Royal Rumbles where I could I could pretty much run through the card and tell you at least who was on the show. May not know the order that they came out, but I can tell you like who was in the Royal Rumble. Like if you like, probably at least probably through like '93 when like I think Flair won the title. 
So um, actually, that'd be nice. I was like, I could break everyone's that, heart who listens to this podcast and tell you I was not alive yet. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, actually, through 92, that was the one that uh, Flair won. And, and the Yokozuna one. Um, it changed after that because when they had the one with like Michaels and, and Davy Boy Smith going like the whole limit, like they had some guys in there that like, you know, like Will Dunn was in there and like two guys that like, I think they were like SST. I didn't know like who, what the heck their names were. And they lasted like a minute of the match. It didn't matter because, you know, but yeah, there's that. I mean, I could do that one day. I mean, I mean, I could do that now if I could just run it off, you know, I don't know, like Royal Rumble 89. I'm just rambling here, but. Royal, I can't. It's, actually, <laughs> it's not one of the better ones, uh-huh. um, you know, but you did have like Demolition came out like one and two, like Axe and Smash, so they had to fight each other, you know. Okay. Other uh, uh, Giant came out and yeah, like Jake the Snake and yeah, Ronnie Garvin. That's not the right order because Jake came out a little bit later. Um, you know, and then, and then like Jake got eliminated, you know, he brought mm-hmm. a snake in and that eliminated Andre the Giant, you know, you had the Bushwhackers running at the Brain Busters, like Hogan eliminated like five or six guys in a row. Wow. You know, he, then he eliminated like Randy Savage and Bad News Brown and then mm-hmm. Randy Savage like, what are you doing, man? We're friends. And then, you know, and then he, like he held his hand just long enough to be distracted. So like the big boss man and him could fight for a little bit. Then Akeem came out, which is funny. Because, like, because Gorilla Monsoon at the time, because, okay, here's the shenanigans in 1989. They're really going off in the tangent. But, um, okay, so. I was like, we're going a little deep in your tangent, Dave. So, so 1989 Royal Rumble, Ted DiBiase pulls the number, and then he's like, hmm. You know, he's, like, not happy about it. So he finds Slick, and he goes, let me talk to you a little bit. So, so that happens before the match. Okay. So, so, because the Million Dollar Man had money. And then, like, so when the match is going on and the big boss man comes out and then Akeem comes out, Gorilla Monsoon's like, oh, well, there must be some, sh- you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but some shenanigans. Like, there's no way these two can just come out back to back in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Like, he says that. And it's like, do you forget, like, one and two was, like, demolition from the same tag team? <laughs> like, you know, like, there's no shenanigans there, you know. And then Ted DiBiase comes out number 30. Uh, big John Studd won the uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, and then he would retire a little bit Spoiler after, alert, after, like it's new. <laughs> after, after WrestleMania, he, um, he just, you know, with this, for whatever reasons or whatever else, but he didn't really have anybody to fight other than Andre the Giant. And mm-hmm. at that point, both of those guys were this more like in the twilight of their career. I mean, they did a lot to bring, you know, big John Studd back and which is interesting if you go back and watch some segments. Cause like, uh, you know, Bobby Heaton, who used to manage him comes out and it's like, Oh, hey, welcome to have you back. And then. You know, because they want to solidify that he's a face because he could push the Royal Rumble and then they push the fact that, you know, he's not a Heaton guy anymore. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So do I need to name the other guys that were in this match? Or, you know, Red Rooster, Rick Martel, Brutus Beefcake, Hercules, the Powers of Pain, <laughs> uh, you know, Coco Beware. You're like the definition of like the, the beginning where it's like <laughs> was, now, it will be. Yeah. Like that's you because <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> yeah, from that era. Yeah. I, I Look, I get sketchy in the 90s because I watched it on and off. And then in the 2000s, there's too many guys. So but back then, yeah. Uh, they get everybody in that. I mentioned I did mention Ronnie, Rugged Ronnie Garvin mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. So there you go. The Rockers. Yeah. Those guys. I'm impressed. <laughs> Am I forgetting anybody that was significant or insignificant? Um, well, if they're insignificant, then I don't I guess have to, you I have to write them down. Them, well, because there was another one too. Because one of the rumbles, like the 91 one, where like there's a lot of guys that like passed away. And I was like, wait, this guy passed? Like Dino Bravo and Davy Boy and Kurt Henning. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, those guys, and you know, uh, Carrie Von Eric, uh, Hulk, because the Legion of Doom was in that. So that's a pretty good um, Royal Rumble match, by the way. Anyways, all right, so that that's our show for this week. <laughs> Love that. So 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 so, so go go watch them. Uh, well, go watch all in, and, and then um, you know if the weather's lousy this weekend, go watch the you know the survivor the cheesy sleazy wheezy queasy match or whatever <laughs> with Jerry Lawler, and, and then the. And then the uh, you know Roy Rumbles from uh, eighty nine and ninety or watch ninety one ninety was wasn't a bad one. Rewatch uh, with us as we look back on these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know when these pay per views come up when the Royal Rumble is like approaching, I do go back and watch them. Like I either haven't seen before because sometimes I did miss some of the two thousands uh-huh. or in the nineties just because I was in college or whatever else. And then there and there are some like and I haven't seen it in a lot. Sometimes I forget like oh yeah like I forgot that happened or whatever else or I forgot like you know it'd be, it'd be a guy that. Um, you know, like wasn't like well liked and they just like beat the heck out of him. Um there's a guy that uh oh, I can't think of it uh top of my head, but um 
but he did something with uh, Daniel Pruder, and mm-hmm. then he he did something with Kurt Angle, and then at the Survivor or at the Royal Rumble, it was like he got like this smacked on the like, by Chris Benoit, like and, like Eddie Guerrero and stuff, mm-hmm. and then just uh, and like Bob Holly just like couldn't wait to get his hands on, him. <laughs> <laughs> you know stuff like that. So I remember I couldn't tell you that year, but uh, do you have a three favorite? Or four. Do you have a favorite? Rumble? A favorite Rumble? I, I think the one where Flair won the world title. Okay. That that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun because you know because he came out number three and just how it was done and mm-hmm. and and Bobby Heaton was great with the commentary. Yeah, and just on that because you know Flair because first it's it's uh, Davy Boy and Ted DiBiase and DiBiase gets eliminated right away, which was shocking considering that it was Ted DiBiase and then he's like you know out in like less than two minutes and then he's walking back and then it's like you know and then here comes you know Ric Flair and it's like oh my gosh you know and the booking was just brilliant in that match. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, but it's always like the weird thing in that match. And if you go back and watch it, and I mean, yeah, there's always logic flaws. Was um, so many times he could just been easily eliminated. Like Davy Boy just like picks him up, and I'm thinking you just throw him outside the ring, you know? Or, yeah. Or, and there's other times where like he got close to elimination and he just you know he got lucky or whatever else. Yeah. And that was part of it. I think maybe part of it was too is that you know maybe they didn't want to threaten it too much because if he, you know, especially he gets fatigued, say you know 50 minutes in the match and he slips off that rope. That um, you know maybe he's uh, you know that can happen because it did happen towards the end a little bit when he used to do the flip over the turnbuckle, and it kind of didn't go up all the way. And you're thinking like, well, you know, if he, you know, yeah. completely loses his grip here or whatever else, and he's gonna lose that match. But it's a fun match, and uh, you know, there's a time in there where there's like a lot of former world champions in there, mm-hmm. you know, with like Slaughter and uh, Savage and with the Iron Sheik who went by Colonel Mustafa at that point. And, uh, yeah, eventually world champion like Sid Vicious or Sid Justice, as he was called then. And just uh, it's kind of a fun match. And there's some points where, like, the boss man's in there, you know, uh, you know Hercules, who eliminates somebody, which still cracks me up. Uh, the Barbarian, uh, Haku, you know, Nikolai Volkov, who had no chance of winning that match. All these guys <laughs> were in that match. And then, um, you know, which is interesting because it's, like, at the beginning, because you had, like, Flair and Davy Boy in there a lot, and then the guys that would come out, and then they were just like, okay, they have no chance. So they only got to last like a minute and a half. David yeah. White's going to eliminate them until like somebody shows up. And then, you know, and then Shawn Michaels comes out. And then, um, you know, you got like Tito Santana in there. And, you know, Virgil is still decent back then. And those guys. And Piper and Erwin Arshyster. Mm-hmm. All those guys. <laughs> Erwin Arshyster. Uh, that was a good time. All right. So there you go. All right. Yes. Survivor Series nine or uh, Royal Rumble 93. Watch that after you watch All In. And then go watch 205 Live because I must have said it like 8,000 times today. So 205 Live. Or <laughs> he really wants you to watch 205 Live. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay show this week. It's not one of the better shows, but it's what it is. All right. So there you go. Any any other thoughts? Nope. All right. So we'll, 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 we'll be all right. Well, thank you, Savannah, for coming in. Of course. And, See you uh, soon. I've been recording the show and uh, we'll be back for another episode in a couple of days, which that will be episode 65. So this wraps up episode 64 of Eat Sleep Podcast and repeat. 